All right. <laughs> All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. <laughs> the fucking filter fell off the mic already. So this is a high quality. <laughs> this is a high quality job. The backside of dying ass tea. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today. And today we're going to take a look at Dynasty in a way you may never have before. I know that Jeremy Asbrock and Ryan Cook both thought that Dynasty started with Side 2 with Charisma as the kickoff track. And I know a lot of people that thought that. And back in the 70s, you would get an album, and sometimes the track listing did not match up what was on the actual album. Correct, BJ? Yeah, right. And... Sometimes that would happen because the art director may not have known the actual track sequence or just the rush of getting everything done or sometimes just to be cool and artsy, right? On some of the back of the KISS covers, the track listing is different than what is on the actual album, CD, cassette, what have you. And today we're going to take a look. We're going to flip over dynasty we're going to look at the backside of dynasty <laughs> and we're going to reimagine the album and not the way that we've always had it up till now up till now dynasty starts with i was made for loving you followed by 2000 man into sure know something dirty living charisma magic touch hard times x-ray eyes finishing up with save your love but that is not what the back cover of the original Kiss Dynasty album had for a sequence. Now, I contacted BJ and I said, let's listen to Dynasty exactly as it appears on the back of the Dynasty album cover. BJ, when I first contacted you with this idea, what would you think? I thought it was a cool idea. And I hadn't even connected. Now that you're t I remember those guys saying they thought Charisma was the first song. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, that makes perfect sense because they're looking at the back cover. They see Charisma at the top. Then they slide the album out. They see Charisma on the record. Like, if, you know, probably what happened is when they slid the record out, the side two was the top side. They didn't even see that it said side two. They just saw Charisma. They're like, oh, there we go. Because you would think it was the first song because it's first on the back cover. And then you throw it on and it makes perfect sense that they thought that. So let's drop the needle on what we're calling the backside of Dynasty, side one, track one, Charisma. song that we all know and love but just imagine your copy of dynasty starts with charisma bj does this change the album for you yeah this changes the album a lot because this is about context and for one thing charisma is a great album opener and i still remember when i bought dynasty <laughs> it was at a place called tape world at brookfield square mall and i still remember when i carried the cassette up to the register the guy at the register looked at it, he's like, oh, I love the song in here called Charisma. <laughs> and that, you know, so I already had an idea in my head before I even heard it of, you know, this is a cool song. 
yeah, it's a great album opener. And as we're going to discover as we go through this, the changing the context really changes this album, just the way you uh, experience the record. Because now you don't have it set up with the, quote, disco song. You know, that's not that's not setting the tone anymore. Now charisma is setting the tone. So as you go and listen through the rest of the album in this order, you haven't had the tone set from the beginning with I Was Made For Loving You, and it really does change it. It really does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. track charisma is a rocking number and it's now taken on a new life ever since the gene simmons band started playing it a lot of kiss fans who have dismissed the track a lot of people have woken up to the the greatness of it and i'll be honest with you it was never a huge favorite of mine i always kind of dismissed it and it took the gene simmons band and, of course, Craig Smith from the Pods and Sods Network doing his cover of Charisma at the Nashville Rock and Pod <laughs> 2017 to really make this a fun, great, classic Gene Simmons rocker. And it rocks hard, too. Yep. So, And no longer does this album start off with a disco tinge. It starts off with a rock tinge. Yep. So it's, it's already set up for the listener that this is still Kiss. This is still the kiss that you heard on Love Gun, because Charisma could have been on Love Gun. It doesn't sound that far off the mark, right? Yeah, right. And another thing that this sequence does, this back view of Dynasty sequence, is that it establishes each member of Kiss as having an individual voice and track right from the get-go. Because we go from Charisma into Dirty Living with Peter Chris. Let's listen to that transition. I'm going to actually fade Charisma up, and then it's going to crackle and go into Dirty Living.
here we are, Dirty Living. BJ, how did this sound and feel, because that's important, coming off of Charisma? I swear, when this kicked in, it was an epiphany for me. It really was. This I felt completely differently about the song. The way it kicks in when Charisma ends was awesome. And I've never liked Dirty Living as a song. I've never really liked it. And I really think a lot of that is about the context of how the first side of Dynasty is set up so that you have the three most disco sounding songs all on the first side. Mm-hmm. And so with Dirty Living, when you haven't heard I Was Made For Loving You first and it kicks in after Charisma, it doesn't feel like a disco song anymore. It feels more like a rock song. Right. Because because charisma set the tone instead of I was made for loving you. Right. And so I was, when it kicked in, I liked Dirty Living 100 times more than I had ever liked it before when it kicked in after charisma. I really did. It was awesome. And, it, and now it feels to me more like a gritty, like 70s New York crime movie montage song or something instead of like a disco sounding song. Right. So. Yeah, this was awesome to to reinterpret, especially this song in this way. It was really cool. And it's weird when you look at these four tracks, right? This is the personality of Kiss right on side one of the back view of Kiss. You've got Gene, who's worried about his charisma, and he's peacocking around and strutting and hitting on girls. and He's living that rock style life. Then we've got Peter Chris who comes up and he's talking about all the things he was going through. It really comes from the perspective of Peter being in a gang and being addicted and all this stuff. So that's there. And then Ace, his songs are about the hard times and gangs. And Paul's I Was Made For Loving You, the ultimate rock god, right? So you're seeing Kiss manifested as a band and as the images that they were trying to project at the time and i've always said about dirty living that it should have been on the miami vice soundtrack it would have fit perfectly just imagine seeing them loading up the drugs onto a boat and them undercover and them chasing a boat and fighting and as dirty living played in the background somebody please Get a hold of some of the Miami Vice TV show uh, footage and sync it up. Make a cut of the Dirty Living Cut. I'd love to see Miami Vice, the Dirty Living Cut. Anybody that's good with video, please do this. It would it would be so cool, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. So please post it on our social media and someone do this. So again, this is a revelation based on the context of what came before it dirty living is a rockin' disco tune which leads us into the next track hard times
not getting more of a, a one, two, three punch here of Kiss being a rock band and with a bit of versatility. This is kind of a punky rock song in the sense that not so much that it's like punk, like high energetic, but dealing with from the streets kind of a thing. So it's kind of keeping that whole vibe and character that we would hear about when we'd read an interview with Ace Fraley about how he was in a gang and he came from Brooklyn and all that. BJ, your thoughts of hard times on the backside of Dynasty? Well, yeah, like you said, Punky, that's, I was thinking New Wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this context, once again, Hard Times feels like a different kind of song. And all of a sudden, instead of being the, quote, disco album, Dynasty feels like Kiss's New Wave album, like a quirky record. Mm-hmm. And also, every Kiss album until Revenge opened with a Paul Stanley song. So right now, we're, we're kicking off the record with Gene into Peter into Ace, which goes against all the established patterns and trends for a Kiss album, but it really, really works. I think it does too. And also the, a major part of the context of this record, when you think about it, is this is coming after the solo albums. So now each guy in Kiss has asserted his own personality a lot more, so it makes perfect sense that this record doesn't need to open with a Paul Stanley song because... Mm-hmm. Each individual member is now at his own solo album, and it would have worked really well this way. You know, if you think about they're coming at this is coming after the solo albums, that's another important like contextual element to this record. So, agreed 100%. And the, again, coming off of you know, on the back of Dirty Living, Hard Times kind of picks up Kiss on the Street, right? Yeah, and I never thought of Hard Times as kind of a new wavy song, but hearing it in this context, it does feel that way. And 1979 was more about new wave than disco. Uh Like, I looked it up, Get the Knack comes out two weeks after Dynasty. Yeah. So, you know, they were kind of late to the disco party. This is more like the new wave party. And, you know, when you start listening to the record in this order, it really, it feels more like that. Like Uh Kiss's new wave album, funnily, so... Our next track was made for loving you. loving you i didn't mispronounce that folks i didn't leave a letter off if you flip over dynasty if you get the original album it doesn't say i was made for loving you it says was made for loving you which is kind of weird that nobody got that right and then if you see that songs written by and by the way the songs written by section it's in this order right bj yeah so it seems to me that there was a lot of thought about this sequence. So we kick off with track four, I Was Made For Loving You, or Was Made For Loving You. Now, what do you think of this track in this spot on the backside of Dynasty? 
It's awesome. And so I was thinking, this is the end of side one. Make yeah. this the last song on side one. Mm-hmm. And now I think about I Was Made For Loving You as an album track instead of the first single. And it's a lot cooler. It's a much cooler song. And that's what was made me think the real way to present Dynasty to the public in retrospect would have been release one of the Ace songs as the first single. He's the one who had the hit on the solo album. So it would have made sense, actually. So release it one of the Ace songs as the first single and make I Was Made For Loving You the second single. And then you haven't presented Dynasty to the public as the disco album, you know? You kicked it off as a rock album, and then this single comes next. So it starts off as an album track, and instead of I Was Made For Loving You, like, representing the record. And then the, the song and the album, in retrospect, would have benefited from that presentation to the public. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And it would have not made the entire thing about it being a disco album. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know if we would call this a disco album to this day. That that always has been something that KISS fans have had a bit of a problem with. Dynasty at its heart is a rocking album. It really is. Yeah, the, the, the disco album tag is all about the sequence, I've realized now. It's mm-hmm. all about the way the first side is the disco in quotes, heavy side. And that's why Dynasty feels that way. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, there are only two disco songs on the album, Dirty Living and I Was Made For Loving You. You could also, you could say Sure Know Something you know, has some of that feel too, even though it's a brilliant pop song. It does... Yeah, but that's more about groove. But, but we're going to get there. Yeah. So we've now finished side one of the back view of Dynasty. Dynasty from the back door. Oh, <laughs> the, the rear end, the <laughs> rear end of things. <laughs> Hot. Uh, and that's one hell of a side one. It's awesome. <laughs> I loved listening to it this way. I really did. Each member of Kiss gets a shot and it sets up the four who are one, right? Yeah, that's another thing is that this isn't just some kind of random listing of the songs because they spaced it out it between members mm-hmm. it is spaced out you have the you know two paul songs here in in a row but if i was made for loving you end side one and then a song kicks off side two so they are spaced even though so it's not like they just randomly listed the songs on the back cover because then you could add like the all three ace songs listed in a row or you know who knows mm-hmm. but it seems like it's not a coincidence that you have them like kind of evenly spaced between members here. Right, exactly. side two which kicks off with magic touch 
thoughts as magic touch kicking off side two awesome great first song on side two um yeah it's great it's perfect i think this this sequence is almost perfect i only have one minor change that i would make but all right others... <laughs> well, well we'll we'll get to that at the end the the really cool thing about this is that if you, after listening to the back view of Dynasty Side 1, you think, well, Kiss has gone disco, Paul comes back with Magic Touch right here and lets you know it's still a hard rock thing. Even though it's a, a mellower song in some way, it's it's still dealing with some really cool stuff, right? I mean, it's it lyrically, the song is fantastic. And the performance is wonderful, but it it still lets you know that this is still a hard rock album. Agree? Yeah, I think it's great here. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, you're right. It's cool to the idea of side one ends with I was made for loving you. But then Paul comes right back at you at the beginning of side two with a more rocking song. You're right. That's that's good. Yeah. So it, it kind of invalidates the fact that this is a straight up disco album instantly and it brings you back to the glory days of kiss being this powerhouse uh thing you know there's this powerhouse band and so fantastic opener to the back view of dynasty side two so let's go to track two on side two save your love another hard rocker Now we have Ace bringing the goods. What are your thoughts about this song in this sequence? It really, really works. It's a great transition from Magic Touch to this song. This is a really cool, heavy rock song with great riffs. And uh, yeah, it works great. I love, I, I really, like I said, I loved listening to the album this way. It was really a revelation. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I've never liked Save Your Love as it appears on the original Dynasty track sequence. But I can tolerate it on this. And not only tolerate, but I enjoy it more. It, it also sounds like Kiss is a little more cohesive in this, right? Yeah, yeah, true. I, enjoy, I, I always like Dynasty, but I think 
definitely I enjoyed it more listening to it this way. It was really fun. And, you know, I mentioned the cohesiveness of KISS. Here it doesn't seem like guys playing on each other's tracks. It seems like there's more of a studio approach to it. It, it. At least it feels that way. Whether that's the reality or not doesn't matter. But that's the thing you were selling is that this is KISS. They're still together. Everything's great, right? Yeah. So this was KISS going from the 70s into the 80s. That's what this track sequence feels like to me. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just changing the order really takes away that disco idea. And not having I Was Made For Loving You as the first single. And I Was Made For Loving You becomes a much cooler song when it's at the end of side one and it's an album track. Well, even if you had I Was Made For Loving You still be the single, you would have the uh, two ways of looking at the album. So as a Kiss fan... You put it on and it's a hard rocking album, and here's the 45. So you have a two-pronged marketing attack, right? Right. I would say, of course, it would still be a single. I would just say if it wasn't the first single, then, you know, the return of Kiss, as they called it, after the solo albums, mm -hmm. I Was Made For Loving You was like such an anomaly. Even though I, I love the song, but it was kind of, it was an anomaly in the Kiss catalog and to reintroduce themselves because they were trying to present this as a comeback. You know, we're back after the solo albums. Uh -huh. But then they come back with a song that when people hear it, they're going to be like, this is Kiss, you know? So right. instead they should want people to go, that is Kiss, you know? So Yeah. Yeah. So I really think that could have worked pushing both sides of, the, of, of those uh, marketing ideas. Yeah. So then that brings us to track three, one of the best Paul Stanley songs in in my mind, Sure Know Something. so well it's not hidden it's right where it needs to be bj your thoughts on this track sequence i love this song the, the one little change i was thinking maybe is flip this with the song that comes next mm -hmm. i don't know why i was thinking that at the time well for one thing you you've got two paul songs with only the one song in between so it might have and x-ray eyes coming after save your love might have been pretty cool and sure knows something 
more towards the end of the album. I don't know. It, it doesn't really matter. I love this song. Mm-hmm. I've always loved this song. Me this too. was one of my uh, one of my no respect songs. Remember when we did that episode? Mm-hmm. If this song were done by Hollow Notes or Foreigner or anybody else, it would have been a huge hit. But it's just because it was those guys in makeup, you know. It's great songwriting, is what it is. Fantastic song. Our next track, X-Ray Eyes. I like this song, but this is definitely a side two song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's it's in pretty much the perfect spot. And this is a good song. You know, there's there's not really a bad song on this record. I used to think Dirty Living was bad, but <laughs> I have actually come to like Dirty Living more just because of this exercise. So Right. Now, X-Ray Eyes, I've heard people slag on this, but this is not much different I mean, you've got the piano part that's in Christine 16 and the great wailing demonic guitar that you have like in Almost Human within X-Ray Eyes. Yes, it's a silly premise for a song, but I can just imagine Gene Simmons reading comic books and there's all those ads like, get your X-Ray Eye glasses, you know, and I'm sure that that had something to do with it. Again, not a disco track and it's very strong.
mentioned New Wave earlier, and it's weird to take a song that came from the 60s from a band that played in the 70s that seemed to sound more like it was in the 80s a bit. But 2000 Man has always had a very strange place within the KISS catalog. I think anybody agrees to that. On the back view of Dynasty, or however we want to call it, uh, caught from behind Dynasty, (laughs) (laughs) it is the last track on side two, the last track of the album. BJ, your thoughts of 2000 Man as an album closer? It's an epic album closer. I think one of the greatest cover versions ever in history And I think the impact of this song was kind of dulled by the fact that it was in between I Was Made For Loving You and Sure Knows Something. So it's kind of a really weird placement for this song in the original Mm -hmm. sequence, but you put it at the end of the record and it makes a lot of sense. And it's amazing, you know, this is such an amazing version of this song and it's such a identifiable as an Ace Freely classic. I would say this could have been the first single. And, you know, if you're looking at it from a marketing standpoint, well, Ace really had a hit with a cover on his solo album. So how does it not make sense for the first single from the next Kiss album to be an Ace Freely cover? It actually makes a lot of sense. It would have been cool if they would have released two singles at the same time. That would have been unheard of. And they could have said... Kiss is so crazy, they put out four solo albums on the same day. They're putting two singles out um, from their album now. Just imagine They could have, they could have four, four singles out, the solo singles. Oh, my God. <laughs> put out I Was Made For Loving You, 2000 Man, Dirty Living, and Charisma, all in, like, you know, green, blue, purple, and red <laughs> sleeves, the solo singles. <laughs> my God, how did they miss that? Things were happening so fast, though, you know. And, you know, you talk about even messing with it just a little bit more. Here's what I would have done on side two. Magic Touch, Save Your Love, X-Ray Eyes, 2000 Man, and Close the Album with Sure No Something. Because it's, it's kind of an introspective song looking back at the past. That's why it would have been a real great album finisher. And it's epic. You know what I mean? Yeah, that works, too. Yeah. Now, I'm going to break your heart. You ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah. The reason I believe that these songs are in this order, simply alphabetical. You've got Charisma, Dirty Living, Hard Times, I Was Made for Loving You, Magic Touch, Save Your Love, Sure Know Something, X-Ray Eyes, 2000 Man. So I really believe that they're just on there in the alphabetical order. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And you can look at the shape of the words even. It looks like a little girl. Like, she's got her hair, then her arms are at the side, and there's like a skirt, and then x-ray eyes and 2,000 man are the legs. Take a look at it. (laughs) Right. It's weird, huh? Yeah. I just, I honestly think that it was set up this way, just alphabetically. Yeah. And the reason people don't catch up on that is because the I, I was made for loving you, is off of the main words in red, which draws your attention. But damned if this does not change Dynasty. It totally does. This has become my favorite version. For sure. I much prefer this order to the original order. So I challenge all of our listeners and the listeners of every KISS podcast to make the back view of Dynasty or 
the rear end of dynasty however there's someone's got to have a better <laughs> pun than we've got right butts up version of dynasty i don't know flip it around make your own version of dynasty let us know what you think of the back view of dynasty she looks as good going away as she does coming right bj <laughs> right well when that when when that dynasty bends over <laughs> <laughs> i forget my name I forget my name. Ow. <laughs> well, we want to thank you for joining us today. We're... Did I lose you? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. What were you waiting for me to say something? Well, I don't know. You know, BJ, that's how a podcast works. We talk and people listen. So, <laughs> Seriously, thank you for everybody that's ever listened or shared. And... I cannot thank you enough because you guys have made some really cool things happen in my life. And one of those was meeting you, BJ. <laughs> yeah. We will see you on the next episode of your podcast. Say bye, BJ. Bye, BJ. And that's our show. <laughs> Remember the best holiday in the world? Another day above ground day. Don't mm. wait and don't look yeah, at the calendar to say, oh, today's uh, tie my shoelaces day. Best holiday you can have is waking up in the morning. God bless y'all. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays to you. Gene, how's that burger? Pretty good? Well, it's a family show, but it's so good I swallowed. <laughs> Excellent. Get the good stuff while you We can. want to rock and roll and party every day. <laughs> And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkiss crew, thank you for listening to Podkiss, the KISS fanzine for your ears. Every year, tragedy affects us all, whether it be a news reporter, a radio announcer, or an interviewer mispronouncing Mr. Ace Fraley's name. How many times has this happened to you? How many times have you wanted to throw your shoe at a television or kick a radio into a pool? I am Ian Farthington III, and I am here today to speak out on public awareness to properly pronounce Ace Fraley's name. It is not freely. It has never been freely. It never will be freely. So please, while you can, inform other people that it is indeed Ace Fraley. Ace Fraley. It's Fraley, not Freely. This message paid for by the committee to make sure that people know Ace Fraley's name is indeed Ace Fraley. Tell someone while you can that Ace Fraley's name is indeed Ace Fraley. It's Fraley, not Freely. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. bass.